Genesis House and the Friends in Recovery podcast are proud to bring you Answering the Call, the first responder podcast. Join your hosts, Mike the Podfather and Jersey Ed, as they address the real issues in health and wellness for first responders. From physical and mental health to relationships and work-life balance, we leave no stone unturned. Answering the Call, the first responder podcast is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube, as well as iHeartRadio. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery answering the call. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Answering the Call, the First Responders podcast. I am the podfather, Mike Miles. And I'm Jersey Ed from Studio G with our guest today, Joe Rizzuti. Say hello, Joe. Hey, (laughs) it's good to be here. Good to have you here. Two of the best. This is my old stopping grounds. This is it. He he did some great history, and I'll get into it right in this neighborhood. (laughs) Absolutely. Real quick, I'm going to give some phone numbers out, but guys, just to give you a little teaser here, we're going to be talking about um, the history and the purpose of badge meetings. Um, Joe is a big... uh, a big guy on, on badge meetings, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. But if you have any questions for us, you can always contact us at 617-379-1163 or email any questions to help at friendsandrecoverypodcast.com. Um, and, of course, go to our social media and, and look us up there, Friends and Recovery Community Support. Um, and uh, you, you drop us a message there. But, um, but Joe, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, Podfather, I know Joe's a dear friend of yours, a dear friend of mine too. And, and we uh, love Joe. You know, yeah, we do, we do. And uh, he's, oh, great. he's been on our show several yeah, times, correct, that's right. Joe? To, to know him is to love him. And I miss him because this summer he's not able well, to come with, the, with, the, with, with his food truck and um, bring these delicious that, hot dogs. That's a, that's, that's a whole other story. In, 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 <laughs> we can do a seminar on, on retirement and policing. Look how thin I am. I've lost 30 pounds for crazy. Well, you're not eating your hot dogs. I know. Well, well, I'm sorry. No, not, the sausages. The Biancos and Sons. you got to have the Biancos and Sons. I'm going to show it to those guys. But that, that's a whole other story about recovery and what we do down that's there right. with that guy. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. right. But the badge meetings, it's funny how, you know, when we talk about badge meetings, I'm, to qualify, eight and a half years sober, thank God. Um, I was the stress officer for my job. I worked in a great city, very busy city, similar to Mike's. Uh, I worked in the city of Riviera. Uh, very proud of that. I was hurt. Um, but my drinking, uh, I was an alcoholic. Let's it. I was an alcoholic in the military. Brother MP. Yeah. Brother oh, MP, yeah. 95B. Um, 95 Bravo, baby. But, wow. you know, my, my drinking, you know, uh, you know, the whole cop routine, we all talk about it. So we're very fortunate in Massachusetts and New England we have the Boston Police Peer Support Unit. Uh, Mike's got the book there. It's called The Shattered Badge. You can get them on Amazon used. Ed Donovan, the legend. Um, the unit was started in like 74, but prior to that, police officers had nothing. We did choir practice. That's right. If you remember choir practice, Joe <laughs> Warmbach, if you if you looked at the movie, The Choir Boys, that was my police department. That was my that was, police department. Right? That's wow. Right. It's so true. That's that, If you want to talk about it, there's two, three programs. I would say The Choir Boys is a movie. Barney Miller and Dennis Leary had one called The Job. The Job, yep. Spot was, on, yep. that's what The Job was Adam about. Adam 12, too. Yeah, Adam 12. <laughs> it, 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 to, it, but that was more police work. That didn't yeah, show you but the, the, the realistic, but the right. how, we, you know, when police officers burnt out stress, they went to alcohol. And, you know, we didn't have these psychologists like Mike and Jeff, you know, we had Jeff on earlier. Um, you needed a place to go, so you went to a bar room. And when you put alcohol, any substance in your system, and you know what happens there. Mm-hmm. So Boston PD, believe it or not, it's a great story. Um, you know, in the young infancies of AA, they had these sergeants, uh, World War II veterans that were getting sober. They used to have a sergeant 
and the story is, and I just heard this the other day again for like the third time, they used to go around the city of Boston. The duty supervisors from each station would call to this one sergeant who had an unmarked and say, like, you know, Duffy's uh, drunk again and walking a beat. He'd go look for Duffy. They'd take him to the Hotel Buckminster, I believe, one of the old hotels down at Fenway Park. They had a room with a pot of coffee and they'd get him off the street. And, <laughs> and so that's how, it, from one of the stories I got, how this, the, the, the whole issue started. Then Ed Donovan and a guy named Joe Ravino, I believe it's all in the book, uh, they actually come up with an idea. We needed a, a, a place for cops to go to talk it out. And it really started about with addiction. So what a badge meeting is, was basically found out cops, I know in addiction, we, we definitely need a meeting. So I'm a big 12-step guy. But for mm -hmm. police, fire, EMS, um, the, the peer support is huge. Before we had the label peer support, we had each other. We needed a right. place to go. Oh, so yeah. Ed put a room together. They had a building. It's really unique. No command staff could go there. It's got its own charter. To make a plane, right? It's over in Mattapan. It's still there today. Right. Like, we call them Blue Angels. That's the code I use. Right. Blue Angels are not the Navy. It's, it's it, Blue Angels, Red Angels, they're the peer support people in public safety. So when you get the peers together, you can go in there and you're not going with the public. You might go to a meeting at first. Cops are very uncomfortable. We know, listen, I'm not going to go to a meeting. You're very judgmental. Um, especially in your own neighborhood, it's a safety issue at first. Mm -hmm. At first, it becomes a safety mm -hmm. issue. Absolutely. So these badge meetings were really important. You get a bunch of cops together, plus the stress. That's how peer support really started to develop. So it was a great idea. We brought it one step further, you know, 25, 30 years ago. Um, these badge meetings, when they started, uh, it's all AA-driven. But mm -hmm. here's the key. Here's what's great about it. We're able, once they come in there, we find the underlining issue and they have counselors and you met them all, you know them, we love them, the, our, our friends, Julian and, and yeah. Joe and, and Monique. Oh my God, there's, there's so many of them over at Boston that started the movement around the world. Right. We can take that officer and pay, hold on a minute. Let's get you upstairs. Let's get you talk to, you know, at that, at, he'll know that the legend was John Barry who John started, Barry, Dr. started Barry. the unit. Uh, with his brother Charlie was the, yep. the, the Charlie public safety, safety director, director, but he was yep. a Boston captain. That's how it all started. Right. It's crazy. In the history, is, I find it fascinating. I'm listening to Joe talk. I'm getting goosebumps because, well, because they, these are these are. If <laughs> that's you're in, right. If you're in the business right. of peer support, you I know got, these guys are legends. I got sober sober in '86. All right, and I'm telling you, there was nothing around at all. And I watched the show, and I saw Eddie Donovan on a TV show. Donovan, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's a Boston cop. I called Boston PD. I said, hey, I'm Mike Miles. I'm a cop in Lowell. Yeah, hold on. Boom. All of a sudden, I got some guy on the phone, and he's like, I got a pen. Yeah, all right, here. Take this address down. No GPS or anything. Tom <laughs> Fleming and I drove out to um, Mattapan, and it, I, I'll never forget it. It was a beautiful spring night, and I see these cops smoking butts. They're looking at me like, who the fuck are you, you know? And Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I go, and then I introduce myself. They realize I was another policeman. And I was welcomed, and that was the first badge meeting I went to. And just real quick, I started my own badge meeting at a, a facility out in Wilmington, Mass. And I had about seven, seven guys, seven local cops from other departments: Stoneham, Reading, Lowell, uh, Chumsford, uh, Drakeit. We had a, a good group of guys going, and we we ran that for about I don't know a year and a half, and then it kind of dwindled off. But Th those were my first badge meetings. And like Joe said, going to AA was a big thing for me. 
eventually I was going to meetings all the time. I went every day and I started just infiltrating all these other places, AA meetings as a cop. I never, I didn't care whether people knew if I was a cop or not, but I, and I went to uh, meetings in my own hometown. Have you ever done that, Joe? Have you ever gone to meetings in your own hometown? I, I did. You know, I, I don't live in the city of Revere anymore. I, 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 the geographically cure was huge for me. Uh, when I retired, I, uh, we come up to where my wife I lived actually down the street in a town called Raleigh, where there was more horses than there were people. Right. Um, <laughs> and and it, it is a funny story. I, I used to, it kept me sober because I would hate to drink at the watering hole and drive up Route One because the local cops uh, were just, oh, oh my God. Small were, towns, yeah. There were reserve officers that just had this thing against the full time officers. Right. I mean, it was horrible. But, anyways, um, so I know the area really well. When you're talking about the badge meetings, we, um, getting back to that Boston meeting, that's my home meeting. That's where I got sober. But prior to that, um, my introduction to AA, I it was about 23 years ago. I wanted to stop and I reached out to, I'm a big fan of, you know, and you guys use as the onsite Academy. Uh, it's unique. It came, it was a derivative basically off the stress unit. Uh, 35 years, Hayden Val Duggan, a nonprofit specializes in PTSD did the gold standard throughout the country for, for this yeah. stuff. So I get sent up there by Doc Barry. Right. <laughs> and my chief, when he found out what it was, it's called Onsite Academy. My chief thought it was a shooting school. I pull up with a, <laughs> a true story. I pull up with a, a, an old Ford Temple undercover car with guns and ammo. And it looked like one flew over the coke. Everybody's smoking cigarettes out back. And they're like, what are you doing, kid? Well, I wanted to go out. But when I went in and I met... Uh, Hayden for the first yeah, time and I fell in love with the place and I, I found a certificate 96 I got trained in the Mitchell model and it was the peer thing I went back to my department my department says you don't have a problem so I reached out I, didn't, I'm sorry, I reached out to a, a fellow that I met up there and he takes me to a meeting in Lynn Massachusetts in a basement of the church well I'm a young cop what do you think I did in that meeting? I said, fuck, oh, sorry, I didn't, I, I said, I don't want nothing to do with this. I'm not a junkie, I'm not an alcoholic. I never entertained the, the thought of going back and getting sober. I did go to the stress meetings in Boston. Fast forward, if I had gone to that Monday night meeting and had a peer say to me, like a guy like Mike, hey kid, you're one of us, right. I would have probably been sober. Right, right, but you don't know. But fast forward with the badge meetings, it's uh, we're really seeing an uptick in the last five, six years yes. throughout the country. We're getting calls all the time. Uh, we fine tune them. And what we do is we have these police psychologists, but just a tr certified peer. And I mean that I'm very, my mentor is a guy named Tom Greenhall and, and, and Doc Duggan. Um, you got to be a certified peer and you got to have training. You can't just get the training and think you're a clinician. Uh, you got to have certified people like Mike and Jeff and people down your facility at Genesis House, what am I, I'm a big fan of, that have a standard you just can't you're going to do more damage right. if you don't have a standard and you don't work i anything i do i'm going to pay a support team up on the lowell area i don't go do a one-on-one -on -one or talk to anybody until i call my desk and talk to a clinician right. because right. I, I, i'm just a bozo on the bus but here's the thing with the badge meetings throughout the country now they're getting popular because it, we have to have are we realizing you don't you can't do choir practice mm -hmm. um funny story i was a national guard recruiter for seven years and and um I, i'm at a training seminar and a guy comes up to me he says hey i know you so yeah i've been a cop for 20 years you know he goes to a guy named steve cooper steve he says uh you put me in the national guard fast forward seven years later we're best friends to that conversation he says hey we need a meeting up in the lawrence the merrimack valley and the mass state police again boston pd shares the wealth 
They're not specifically for Boston. They'll help anybody. And that's what's beautiful. They don't take a dime. They're awesome. Well, the Mass State Police, uh, the, the supervisor now is the Karen Duffy, uh, great people. Mm -hmm. They've got four regionalized teams. They offered up, uh, uh, Mike's been there, you've been there, but do it, a room. And now we've got a, a beautiful meeting on Tuesday nights up in the Lawrence area yep. that we put 15 to 20 people in for the yep. last seven years. Um, now we've got to, because the virus is really tough, but no excuse, the Zoom meetings, have been, we've got a list. And if anybody wants them, you can get in touch with Mike. And you don't have to be from New England. You, just, you can Zoom in. I know I've been but to that's, your that's, meeting. That's what I was going to ask you, uh, Joe. Badge meetings, are they on Zoom? Obviously, they are. Yes, right? They, they are. And we, we try to vet people. So if you're going to get, you're going to get questioned who you are. You might have to hold up your credentials. Okay. Um, we're going to be very honest. We're very protective. Good. Sure. Uh, and you know, I've been to your meeting. I love the meeting down there. But yep. it's got me to go to outside meetings. What I'm saying is we get the foot in the door. The person gets the foot in the door. Then it's very key to find a good meeting. We mm -hmm. talked about this before. You just you just can't go to your hometown meeting right. if you feel uncomfortable. You're not gonna. It's not gonna work. Mm -mm. Am I right? Am I, no, 100%. 100%. Right. If somebody's yeah, working yeah. undercover, yeah. somebody and, and I've had guys that have worked undercover. You know, um, they're out there. They, they, their whole appearance is different. There's no way in God's green earth they can go to an AA meeting or an NA meeting and, and feel comfortable only yeah. because of the job they do. Yeah. It's legit. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the individual's personality. It has everything to do with this profession. And it's a safety issue. It really is 100%. I yeah. used to go to a shelter meeting in 88, 89. I was a couple of years sober. And uh, I remember there was a guy there and he found out I was a, a cop. And uh, he was a Boston kid. He, had, he was living at the shelter. And he, he, um, he, he took out his frustration on me one day. And, you know, it ended up in a, a, a shoving match outside the shelter. And I didn't arrest him because I didn't want to bring that stigma there, mm -hmm. but he should have been arrested because, you know, I, I had a, you know, we, we got an actual uh, a physical confrontation, you know? Um, so right then I knew for me that it was time for me to, I still went to a lot of meetings, but that's when we started the, uh, the, the badge meeting that we used to have with me, uh, Frank Waterman, who passed away. I'll say his name. Great guy. He was an undercover was a sergeant. Uh, he, he worked for the DEA. He was a little cop. Great guy. He was sober a long time. He died of cancer. One of my very good friends and uh, a few other guys too. But yeah. Hey well, guys, real quick, real quick. We're going to take a quick break here, um, uh, Joe. And when we come back, we'll talk about, uh, we'll, we'll finish this conversation. We'll also talk about how somebody can start a badge meeting. Yep. And I got a quote, I, I got, I got a statement I want to make about the badge means. I, I, I think they're great. And, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more all about right. zoom and badge and all that. So answering the Yep, answering the call, the First Responders Podcast will be right back. Since 1992, Genesis House has been helping real people heal from addiction on their private recovery campus in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. Their family-owned program is accredited by the Joint Commission and offers detox and dual diagnosis treatment in a comfortable and confidential setting. At Genesis House, they focus on treating the underlying causes of addiction. Their comprehensive approach includes psychiatric care, individual and small group therapy, trauma healing techniques, and holistic care including yoga, massage, and animal-assisted therapy. After treatment, their clients enjoy the lifelong support of a nationwide network of Genesis House alumni. Call Genesis House today at 1-800-737-0933 to speak with someone who understands. Visit them on the web at www.genesishouse.net. It's time to start your journey to a long and successful recovery. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Answering the call, the First Responders Podcast. I am the podfather, Mike Miles. And I'm Jersey Ed, live from Studio G. One thing I forgot to mention, Podfather, just as this is all going on, I just want to remind everybody about our um, Friends in Recovery online 12-step meetings. They're not badge meetings, but they are. Um, Joe's been to them. He's, he's, yes, he's spoke at one. Um, they're 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern time daily. Um, if you go to friend, if you go to uh, the Friends in Recovery Community of Support or Friends in Recovery Podcast Facebook pages, the password, the ID number, everything's in there. And um, listen, if if all three of us can get in that meeting, all you young kids definitely can get <laughs> into right, it. That's right. <laughs> so, hey, you know, uh, b- before the break, Joe was talking about the meeting over on Marsden Street and. In Lawrence, and you and I went there one night after we were up at Two Guys, yes, yeah, uh, Studio Twenty One, and you yes. know that was a great meeting. And and I wanted to start going every Tuesday night, but unfortunately, or fortunately, I run a step meeting on Tuesday nights at Crossroads up in Salem, and uh, it's I'll tell you that's a piece of heaven for me. Yeah. I, I can't I can't even tell you how much that's helped me. And I got a lot of years of sobriety. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't say that in a brag way. I'm, I'm very, very fortunate through the teachings of AA and people like you and Joe and Sweets and um, Ed, I mean, and Jeff. Um, yeah. You know, that's why I've been sober a long time. But I really liked that meeting. I just, there was like an aura about it, you well, know? Yeah. This, this, I, w- this, I want to tell a quick story before, uh, Joe, I'll let you go after this. Quick story. You were there, Joe. Now, I'm a civilian. Obviously, everybody knows out on the show. And uh, so I was a little nervous going into that meeting because it's a badge meeting. And like Joe said earlier, you know, if you're going on a Zoom meeting, you might have to share your credentials because you're you're a cop. You know, they, they just don't let everybody on. Right, the badge right. meetings is really reserved for yeah. a, um, a first responder. So I go to this meeting and and you know, the, I, I knew Mike, I knew Joe, I knew Colleen, who she was running the meeting and yep. everything. I didn't know, I didn't know anybody else. And uh, at about 10 minutes into the meeting, I don't know if you guys remember this, that big tall guy walked in. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Right, right. So he was, he sat like right at the beginning and we were all going around yep. and I said, <laughs> I, you know, I said who I am. And uh, then they asked him if, well, well, he, he said, before I said anything, he goes, who the fuck is this guy? What's he doing? I was like, holy shit, man. I'm like, I'll right. go outside. He's a big dude too. Big. Right, right. He right. was a big black yeah, guy yeah. and he, he had a gun on him. He was in uniform. I looked at Joe like, like somebody help me here. This guy look at me and take me down. So, but it, it ended up being real cool. Everybody vouched for me. And the guy was, the guy was really cool, but that's how important it is for um, just police officers, just people with with uh, right. in first responders well, to be at that meeting. Let's qualify one thing. When we say batch meetings, it's for fire, police, EMS, corrections, active and definitely retired. I'm sitting here in Beverly, Massachusetts, right? And I'm thinking right down the street, literally a block away is one of the oldest, well, right now because of the virus, they're not active. Um, one of the oldest badge meetings in the state other than Boston is one of my meetings is Monday nights. We're right down the street. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so when you said the location, I'm like, Oh my God. And again, I didn't know about this every night in Massachusetts. There's a badge meeting. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Wow. Some of them are zoom. Some of them have gone regularly. You can right. call Mike and we get your list. There was a new one that just come up uh, out of Stone Mountain, Georgia on a Thursday night. Um, you get your, you got your mountain, yeah. Georgia. But you know what's, you know, <laughs> but here's the key: we upped it with onsite with Wednesday night. The alumni, they have an alumni uh, meeting up there. I'm also doing steps for the fourth time. Um, I got a great step meeting on Tuesday mornings with Dr. Duggan and two other people. Mm. It's and we're doing the traditions. But what's great about we stepped up our game with the badge meetings. Now we, we're telling people have a at least one or two qualified peers or a clinician in the meeting. Mm. Now. 
there's a great meeting over at the leader program at McLean's on a, on a, on a, on a uh, Saturday night. There's a great speaker this, this weekend coming up, but they do theirs a little different because people are newer to treatment. So when they start to go down and get down the road of a trauma, we stop them and we get them help. So it's the same thing kind of in a badge meeting where you can come in and if, if you don't want to say you're an alcoholic, we tell people, you don't have to be an alcoholic to come to these badge meetings. You can have a bad day on the road and you don't want to do a formal defusing or a debriefing, come in. Um, we used to see, I would say 85 or 90% of our issues in the badge meeting where we call administrative betrayal, the boss is a jerk, the boss an ass. We've seen the big change now because of what's happening on the street in the last year. Well, I should say, I'll, I'll leave my politics to right. alone, right? But there's been a kind of a switch to what's going on, and right. these guys and girls are getting beat up, right. Right, especially right. cops. But having a qualified peer, we can identify uh, if somebody's going down that rabbit hole, you know, because you can be triggered mm -hmm. by the guy mm -hmm. next to you. We pull them aside, take them out, and we get them to a Jeff or a Mike or you. So mm -hmm. that's the beautiful part. You don't have to wait or pick up the phone. You can say, you know what? I know there's a badge meeting. Let me go. Let me vent. So, um, these things have been a godsend. So. Yeah. And I think what I think what's been going on in the last several months and in probably more than the last couple of years with, with police being a target of violence, being shot at a higher rate, being killed at a higher rate. I mean, it's just it's insane. And I remember watching the news last last summer in um, in New York city where cops were getting buckets of water dumped on them and then they weren't doing anything about it. You know, and I thought, wow, that's a, that's a horrible world to live in. So. I love the fact that you don't have to be an alcoholic or a drug addict to be involved in a badge meeting. You can just be a cop that had a bad day that maybe even thinking about leaving the job. You, you say, hey, I, what, I didn't sign off of this bullshit. Yeah. No one's going to protect me. The, the city manager, the mayor, the you know, they're not going to stand up to these people and, and protect me. And of course, there's a lot going on now where they want to take take a lot of the police police officers power away from them and, and, and try to make everybody conform to you know, no choke holes, none of certain types of holds on people. And, you know, that's a very stressful situation. Mm. And, and the society can look at it one way because they don't understand when somebody's out of control, you know, they're out of control right then, right that minute, right that second, right there in front of you. It's not a video. It's happening. Mm -hmm. And they, they can hurt somebody. They can hurt you, but they can hurt someone else. You need to use every available technique, you know, how to get somebody down. And unfortunately, if you get a hold of the head, the body's going to follow. And your head's above the shoulders, and in between there's a neck. So you got to grab hold of people yeah. sometimes and put them on the ground. What, what, what we're seeing, too, with that, Mike, is you have a lot of managers out there. You can't tell them. I'm a strong FOP. And Mass FOP is doing a great thing. Me and Tom, we've got an FOP lodge up in the Merrimack Valley that's going to be just a strictly wellness lodge. Um, but people don't understand the administrative stuff, the, the, the policies that are being written by chief. Let's face it. There's the, there's the chief that come up to the ranks that like commissioner gross is an amazing man in boston a cop's cop you know and again and he, absolutely what the guy's amazing um, and you get the guys that you know didn't like the flavor of the street they have a good saturday and they go up to the ranks they forget where they came from and they put these policies in and forgetting what it's like to work the road and these guys are getting jammed up and it causes them, this is the thing, it causes them to hit the bottle, it causes them to hit the drug. And if they don't have an outlet to talk to, this is the rabbit hole we're seeing. So to the bosses out there, you have a little compassion, realize what's going on with your people. Um, 
you know, well, not only, not only is the, there's, there's the, um, the, and we talk about this all the time, not only the stress of, of what's going on in, in, out in the world, they also have the stress of, like you said, the, up the management of the, everybody breathing down their neck. So you're, you guys are getting it from both ends where everybody kind of on top of you guys. And that has to be super stressful. It has I, to be. And I, you know, and on the other hand too, I just had a conversation with a retired chief coming over here and, 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 and as much as I bust on them, they're under a lot of stress, these guys. Huh. And they, we're trying to develop, I know Tom, we've been working on trying to get a, a program for them. Um, and I bust on them. And there's some of them I, I despise, I'll be honest with you. I just don't like what they're doing out there. But there's a lot of good-hearted people, you know, that want to do the right thing. But they're, right. just think about it. They got, you know, 45 Joe Rizzuti's acting, you know, on the street right. running wild, you know. Um, well, you got some chiefs that make it to th that position because of politics, and they were piss poor cops to begin with. Oh, absolutely. They were slapping around junkies and girls and your handcuffs. You know, I, 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 I'll tell you, I've seen it up close and personal, and I just shake my head. And how are you going to have any respect for someone like mm -hmm. that? Somebody that's, that was a complete moron as a cop, as a street cop, but he, fortunately, they make it up the ranks because of politics and the money they paid out. And you know you're going to listen to that person. That person's but, going to give you but, advice. But on the plus yeah, but side, how many how many good chiefs did you guys come across? So there has to be a lot. Oh, of absolutely, absolutely. Right? absolutely. And I worked. And, I, and honestly, in my department, I worked for all of them. I yeah. had some. You know, I went through some a lot of traumas in the department. And I worked for some. My last guy, I called him PX Kelly. He was a neighbor of mine. He was he's a great guy. He booted me in my rear end when I needed it. Mm -hmm. um, but I was very fortunate. I had good chief. I had, I had great bosses because they were city guys. Mm -hmm. um but again there's a lot with the hopeful hope hope and faith that are two common street walkers from chelsea i tell people right, that right. um <laughs> uh i, I got a goof on chelsea mass once in a while they're great people but um but here's the deal there's a lot of people that have come now in the last 20 years through the peer support um that are becoming supervisors and there's a lot more good than there is bad yeah. um yeah. but anyways but well, that's badge meetings you can reach out to me yeah. um or me, or me, or, or you, yeah. or, or me, and on, on all our. our yeah. The one thing, good thing about the bad Zoom meetings, Joe, and 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 we have um, on our on our seven p.m. We get a, a few different uh, first responders on there, and um, I think I think these badge meetings on Zoom are good because they don't have to show their faces at first. Even on badge or even on our friends in recovery, they don't have to show their faces at first, and then they can get comfortable. The comfortability is the key. Start talking it, talking about it. Obviously, they might have to show their credentials on a badge meeting or talk about their credentials, but they don't have to talk. They can right. just get in that room and listen to everybody, listen to us talk, listen right. to us. You know what? Maybe what you guys go through, and and listen to some of the um some some of our past um our shows, police stories from the field. Like Podfather always tells stories, and Joe, maybe we'll get you on a, a police story from the field, but. Um, you know, I like, I, I like, like the police stories because what it gives is these He's young got some kids, stories. I'm sure he does. <laughs> oh. um, what, what it gives is some of these young kids a chance to understand, Hey, yeah, this does, you know, this could happen in the field and this can happen. And same thing in the badge meetings, you know, the, the stuff that's obviously talks is, is talked about there stays there, but you guys can kind of give some of these younger kids right. who may be struggling just because they had a bad day or maybe they're, 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 they're dabbling in alcohol or whatever, you know, it's, it's, you know, real quick with that is I get a core of young people under seven, eight years of the job that have got sober that are my go-to guys because the younger person coming on the job is so easier to reach to a drug now. They grew up with the marijuana uh, and we all know what it does to, right. you know, you know they, it, in, because they think that's the way to go. Um, but we've got a good core of younger officers. And again, 
the, the, one of the biggest segments I see that don't get enough credit that need the help is the EMS people, mm. these private ambulance companies that see the trauma. And we've been reaching out to them, you know, because they work for a private company. They're sure. more than welcome, and we'll get them. Oh, yeah. dispatches. I, I know some dispatches. Huge dispatches. You, you, you talk about a tough profession. All right. I did it for a couple of years when I got out of the Army. And um, it was different back then. Switchboard, plugs, you know, um, teletype. There was no <laughs> there was no computers as we have nowadays. And everything was paper. All the records, all your warrants, everything was paper. If you had somebody stopped and they had a warrant for murder and you couldn't find that paper warrant guess what mm. see you later how about driving right. going down driving you have to go pick them up with the paper yeah. warrant. <laughs> that's so right the away game you want to get many, you right they wanted to get you away from the street because you're pulling right. over too many guys right. you get in the wagon they used to send me to the cape me and my yeah. body <laughs> 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 to find the guy oh you go to springfield get him off the road for a while yeah so. you know it's good it's good to be old and, and to be to bend in that profession 35 years i've been retired five years now and you know it's so good to see stuff like this, you know, that book was 25, 30 years old. Right. And what's, to know what's about, the name of the book guys. Can you give us the, the name? The sh it's called the shattered badge. And it's, it's, Ed it's Donovan. about Eddie Donovan. His son is actually the famous comedian, Mike Donovan. You'll see Mike Donovan all the time on, on the different uh, night tonight show stuff. But I'll he, make, I'll make sure we put still, that in the show notes. He's still alive. Too. He's still alive. He's on, uh, he's an actor. Yeah. He's still alive. Down yeah. Florida. And Eddie, Eddie was a guy that uh, had his own problems and, and, and he, he kind of brought everything to a, to, to a public view about his, his addiction, alcohol addiction and recovery and how cops have a stressful job. And, you know, Dr. Barry, one of the first in Stoneham, one of the first and best, without a doubt, one of the best people I've ever met him and his wife, Peg, you know what? They were like fathers and mothers to us young cops, you know, um, into every car. I never went into I never went into his office when there wasn't two or three Stoneham cops sitting in there drinking coffee, shooting the breeze, because that's just the type of atmosphere it was. Right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. The old Omri. His wife was the secretary. Absolutely. Wow. Good, good. Well, guys, we're gonna have to wrap this up. Great here. show. Great Joe, show. Thank you. You're, you're, you're such a great guest, Joe. You know, you and I communicate all the time. You're always giving me updates on things and, and we're working on clients. Together. Nobody works harder than Joe. Oh, oh, my nobody. God, yeah. nobody. Th this man here nobody. is. is, no, is, no, is no, just a pose on the bus. Hey, hey, no, 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 no. You're, you're <laughs> no, a very no, humble you, guy. But let me just let me say, tell you, Joe, everybody appreciates right. you out there. You're same you with you guys. Don't work with you guys. Listen, I'm not blowing smoke up your butt, but the Genesis House, I've been familiar with you for 25 years. Great place. It was one of the first along with Brad borrowed then you know there's a lot of places to come on and we're not going to get into that but you know we've got the best of the best mm -hmm. and uh, we got a couple of new a couple of good ones now and then there's a couple that one right down the street that you yeah, know hey right. hey yeah. you guys keep yeah. up the good work that That's leader awesome. program Thanks. is a good program oh. but you're right about genesis i've sent so many uh oh. people down there and loved ones and everybody else and you know what that is the uh to me that's as they say the cadillac of recovery yeah. I, I guess in the geographical cure sometimes out of sight out of mind as a union person, sometimes you need to get the person out of the chief's way. Thank you again, and I'll be talking to you on that other Joe, stuff. Joe, thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. Tommy thanks. on to talk about the work he's doing. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, definitely. Podfather, great show. Joe, great thank show. you yep. so much. Super. You guys, uh, I sit back here and I say this all the time. I'm the student. I like to learn and listen yeah. to you guys. So I know yeah. I don't do much talking here, but um, you know, it's just amazing what you guys do. And thank you for all your years of service and protecting us and, and making sure everybody's safe out and out there. We really appreciate and God it. God bless the guys and girls that are on the street right now. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. They, they need a, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody Bye. answering the call. The first responders podcast. I am the Podfather, and uh, stay safe, everybody. That concludes this episode of Answering the Call, the First Responder Podcast. 
Thanks to Genesis House for sponsoring the show and supporting first responders who are struggling with addiction and mental health. Follow us on Facebook for past shows and updates. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, email us at help at friendsandrecoverypodcast.com.